and I know you were probably a little more unhappy than I was. I, I'm really stuck between, this is the hard part about having a podcast now is I think normally as a fan, I could just be pissed off about it and I could text you and just be pissed off about it and I could just be pissed off about it and then I'll like cool off after a day and it'll be fine. Um, I would never normally rewatch that game Harry made me rewatch that game. And uh, yeah, I'm still kind of pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> at least this time you're being pissed off won't be directed at me. Like it usually is. Well, I mean, like you still have time. <laughs> it's only, we're only, technically we're only eight minutes into recording, probably about 12 minutes into being on the phone <laughs> together, like having a conversation. And we only have about a minute and a half of segment recorded thus far. So there's still a lot of time for you to fuck this up. Because everything is always my fault, right? Yes. Glad we uh, glad we got that out of the way. Um, so tell me again how happy you were about the game. I hate <laughs> I, I'm trying to... I guess my conundrum, my internal conundrum is... Well, I kind of feel like it's one of those things where you know when somebody like shits on your little brother or your little sister mm-hmm. and you're like, no, you can't shit that that's that's my sibling. Like you can't do that, but I can do that. Like I can shit on them all I want. So only you can that's shit on like feel. as if you could ever shit on any of them in anything. No. <laughs> oh, you're not you're not even letting me finish my point. No, so like just seeing I guess other fans. I think within the fandom or I don't even know if I would like call it a fandom, but I I don't like that verbiage with the team, but I don't have anything better. Um, I feel like we can have strong opinions about it. And as long as, yeah, like we can be, I think we can be upset about how the team showed up, but we also have to be realistic and not panic. However, I think that when I see other national team fans like being smug, or like talking shit, it's kind of those things like, whoa, 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 I can be upset about this. You can't talk shit. Like your team <laughs> hasn't accomplished anything. Like your team has bombed out, out of every major like tournament known to man. Like relax. 
relax. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. I, 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 that's how I'm feeling. I've been listening to a lot of shit talk about the USWNT in person yeah, over I know. here. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know what to say to it <laughs> because I'm just still, it's still really fresh. Um, I'm still really struggling, but it's also one of those things too, where I know the person you're talking about, like actually plays the sport. So it's kind of hard. Like I, I wouldn't want somebody to talk shit to me about a sport that I knew. Right. Like if, if I think that they knew less than me, so it's not, it's, it's not, really, I think it's the way I talk shit about the warriors or we talk shit about the Patriots. It's like, you know, it's just hate because we know they're better than us. I guess, like, that's one of the weird things about you being in Europe now, right? Like, you're not in a pro U.S. women's national team area. Nope. At I'm all. not in a pro U.S. area in general. Well, is anybody a pro U.S. <laughs> area right now? Like, the U.S. isn't even a pro U.S. area <laughs> right now. Um, but yeah, so I think. I just try, I, that's one of the, I don't, I don't even want to talk to you about it right now. Like that, because it's just going to piss me off. Me <laughs> like I have to wait. You're, you're until... going to have to collect yourself before you come visit for three weeks. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not going to have to collect myself because here's the other thing. Like I know going over there, like we obviously expect our team to be in the final. And our team expects to be in the final. Like we have this mentality as a team of it's gold or bust in anything and everything. That's just the legacy that we've built as a country. Mm -hmm. But there's also a possibility it could not go our way. And we have tickets to a final our team doesn't play in. <laughs> that is very true. So I'm going over to visit you and knowing that that full well might be like that's that's a possibility it's you know not attributing a percentage to it but it's possible and uh i mean it's inevitable if we show up the way we showed up this weekend i mean okay first reaction that we both had was what the fuck did we just watch that right? yeah um I I was shocked with how with the lack of effort what it seemed we just seemed slow and lethargic and like nobody except it seemed like Alex Morgan really had that fire. Well, I think it's kind of hard to tell what Alex Morgan was feeling or doing because she didn't get the ball ever. I think she touched the ball of the entire game, the entire 90 four minutes or 95 minutes because the one minute of stoppage time at the end of the first half, I think she touched it less than 10 times. And most of the time she touched it was in the second half. Yeah, she was so, definitely not getting the ball where she needed to. No one was feeding her. Um, so I, th I think that kind of shows, obviously, how important Rapino and Tobin Heath are to getting her the ball as well as, like, Rose Lavelle in the center. Julie Ertz, obviously, too. Yeah. I'm wondering, so Rose didn't play at all. And part of me is thinking, I'm I'm looking at this, there's the cynical side of me, which is like, well, great. You either didn't have an option, so you just decided like you're just going to put whoever out and you thought that we're so deep. And I think we still are deep, but maybe not as deep as we think mm -hmm. to an extent in a different way. Like, I want to really dissect that in a little bit. But 
the the analyst side of me is saying you kind of have to take the gamble now. You have to take the gamble at the beginning of the year. Four of your starters, well, five if you include the one starter that they kept on the bench the whole game. Um, six if you include Tierna Davidson because she didn't go in until the second half. So you're missing over half of your starting lineup and you put it out against France 18. Okay, for we really like went down one nothing because of sloppy play and Fox got burned. Yeah, uh, She's on the second watch, she definitely did get burnt and she was beat one on one, but they totally left her on an island back there. There was no help coverage at all. Yeah, and for a rookie who has, I think she has one cap prior to this, maybe two, I don't remember off the top of my head, but you can't, (laughs) you're playing against France's A team and you think she's going to just pick it up? Okay, doesn't make any sense. So we got burned on that one. That was, that was our, that was our fault. The second goal, the actual goal by France was beautiful. Like I think it was referred to as dirty, but in the cool way that the kids say these days, I feel very old in 2019. That was pathetic. Uh, (laughs) But we gave the ball away in the middle of the field, which led to that chance. So again, screw up by us. And then that third goal, I don't really, I'm not really going to bitch about it because we were playing, we're trying to play aggressive to score, mm-hmm. right? And when you do that, just like in hockey or anything else, you're leaving yourself open. Yeah, but the way Nair charged the ball, I feel like yeah. she charged, but then had second thoughts on the way there and hesitated. Like she didn't fully commit. I feel like that was not great for the confidence building into France or building into France this summer. However, I'm hoping my hope is that this is really character building for the team. Like I'd rather take this knock now than take this knock in March. So I actually read a couple of cool things. Well, I guess take cool as you will, but so against France going back to 2016, we are one, we have one win, two losses, no, one win, two draws and a loss. Obviously this one being the loss. But the goal differential in those four matches are we have three goals and they have seven goals. Uh, and three of those yeah. goals came from this game. Yeah, but of all seven goals, neither Ertz or Tobin were on the field. Well, it tells you how big of impact players they are right now. Mm-hmm. Another one to, to add on to that list of cool things. We did lose to France 2 nothing. First game of the year in 2015 when we went on to win the World Cup. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not, that's why I'm like not freaking out. I'm just not happy with how we played as a fan, um, but I'm not freaking out. I think there's a lot of extra things that go on in this match that you can be like, yeah, that's really disappointing, but. I'd rather lose now than lose this. Yeah, time. I, I so. think for me, it's less of the loss that bothers me because the score will show it's a friendly. The score doesn't matter. Um, I just I didn't like the way we carried ourselves. Just sluggish and slow, and I feel like they they definitely looked a little. Um, they looked unfit, mm-hmm. but I guess I can. I'm not gonna. Our team is not unfit. 
but after coming off the holiday season and like your first camp back and you're playing a played in team, a played in national team and they all play their club soccer together pretty much, right? At Lyon. Yeah. So you're talking about a team that's completely played in by the time we're getting them and we're coming off of a month layoff and first game of the year in in France. Like I think the analysts talked about a psychological advantage and that it, it went to France and this is good for them. But I, I think this could also give them a false sense of security going forward. It's like, oh, we beat the U.S. Mm, no. They're professionals. I don't think so. Mm, fr- you would think that. But earlier when I mentioned slow your roll because your team is bombed out of every major tournament, I was talking about France. <laughs> France does not show up in major tournaments. And I don't know if France can handle the pressure of the World Cup being in France and then being expected. like Because the reality is, as they talked about on the broadcast, France and the United States have a very high probability of meeting in the quarters. So if you don't want to meet them, then we don't win our group. And we go play somewhere else. Yeah, but we're going to win our fucking group. <laughs> Yeah. There's no reason we don't take nine points from that mm-hmm. group. Um, or seven. But, so, we're going to meet France in the quarters, most likely, unless they bomb out in the round of 16. Yeah. So, that's a lot of pressure. You know you're going to face the U.S. early. Um, and maybe relying on the fact that they have drawn us you know the past few games past couple of times you played them they you know have this big win maybe that gives them a false sense of security going into going into france this summer but um i i would take our team in overtime over france because if you think about it we've mostly drawn them the times we lost to france were in the she believes cup when we were experimenting with a three back okay Right, that was that's why that goal differential is so high. That makes um, sense. Then we drew them twice, and and then we put out. I would honestly say we put out the C team against them on Saturday, and we created two of those really shitty chances. Or we gave up two goals. But I think saying they're the C team is kind of harsh, especially since we like to claim that we have two teams that could do well. We do, but we didn't put out our B team. If you have Sam Mewis on your bench, Rose Lavelle on your bench, um, Cola Preco on your bench, you you didn't. Carly was on the bench. Like if you look at their bench, they didn't put their B squad in. You could have rotated a couple of players out, and I'm willing to say that's the B team. But after that and looking at all the inexperience on the field and what you could have put out there, not the B team. And I'm sorry. I don't know if I put Mo Bryan on my roster for France after. She uh, is definitely getting a lot of criticism for her performance. She is, but you know who should not play in the midfield? (laughs) Crystal Dunn. Yeah. She needs to go back. She needs to go back to the left back spot. She can either play in the back line or she can play up front. But the way she plays with this team, because there were a couple of times where we had opportunities to create chances 
and she was the person controlling the ball in the midfield and she just didn't she was i don't think it's that she doesn't know how to i think she wasn't confident in distributing it but not just that is like she is such like a burner that we need to use that speed like without if we don't get her in space we're not using her to the best of like what we can yeah i that was that was really frustrating for me as a fan to watch and i'm not going to pretend that i'm some great tactical soccer mind because i'm not i'm a fish (laughs) aka like hence the name Nemo, but um, I think anybody with eyes could figure out that yes, it's absolutely important for Crystal Dunn to be on the field, but it's also absolutely important for Crystal Dunn to be on the on the field in a way where she's in positions to make an impact. And sitting in the center of the midfield is not a place for her to make an impact. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fit her style of play. I just wasn't very happy with it. But, uh, you know, maybe Ellis is kind of making a statement with these, you know, not a statement, but like saying, hey, we're just going to try different things. If she's kind of saying the result doesn't matter right now, I think. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember that. And that rational and logical side of me is trying to overtake the emotional side of me on this. Mm -hmm. But once I start talking about it, my emotions get hyped up for sure. (laughs) Um, Nemo is very incapable of having a calm discussion about anything negative USWNT related. The fact that I'm not yelling right now is a miracle. (laughs) It is past your bedtime. (laughs) Pretty close. (laughs) Um, But I will, I do want to give France credit on things that they did well. I don't think that it was 100% the US didn't show up. I think that France did a very good job of shutting down the players that they needed to shut down. And especially when you don't have the additional pieces on the field, like Megan Rapinoe, Tobin Heath, Julie Ertz, um, your defense is off with O'Hara, Dunn isn't on your back line. They were able to take Alex Morgan out of the game. They were able to take Lindsey Horan out of the game. Both are huge impact players, and I think that they can make a huge impact by themselves. But when you have a team like France that's so adaptable to a style of play within the game without making substitutions, you we're just not that way. We just don't function that way. Uh, I also like on this, on the second watch, I, I thought I didn't really notice the first time. Cause I was just anxious to get the game going, but um, oh my France came, came out on fire. Like they came out, like running hard, like they came out of the blocks ready to push. So you, we definitely have to give them credit for coming ready to play. They were ready to defend their home turf. Yeah. Well, they pressured. The one thing I also noticed about our team is we didn't pressure. We didn't play like our normal style of, of pressuring the ball. And, um, you know, yeah, Alex and, and press and Pew were attacking the back line, but, France was able to break us down and we just weren't comfortable. And I felt like a lot of our touches were heavy. And every time that our team did do something to win the ball back, they made a sloppy pass through the middle of the field or a sloppy pass back and they gave the ball away. Okay. Well, you're not going to create any chances with shit like that. No, it was just sloppy play. I think mentally we weren't, we just weren't clicking. And so I think tonight we will definitely see how that changes. 
um, coming back yeah. after a loss. Mm-hmm. I guess tomorrow for for you guys, but over oh yeah, that's right over here where the game is played. You know, it's today. I was like, what are you talking about? But yeah, um, that means you and I have to set up a time to get that match recap in. So whether we do that tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) or because, uh, you know, we've had, we've definitely had some technical difficulties, uh, with the pod starting 2019. Um, technically I think this is our fifth episode we've recorded of the new year. And by the time you guys hear this, this is either going to be like the only one out or the second or third one out. Um, so, you know, we're still we're still learning and growing. I feel like maybe our podcast performance of 2019, beginning of the year, is indicative of how we uh, how we played as a U.S. women's <laughs> national team. Over yeah, we we we, we did. Like, we just took our early January L, so we can go on a winning streak now. Yeah, we're just we're taking the loss early. Um, the other thing I noticed on the second watch is not. I mean, I noticed it on the first watch. I don't know why I said I noticed it on the second, but we got. Like the refs really let the team the the teams play like in terms of fouls, and then whenever there was a foul, it was only on the U.S. Kind of like um, the Chiefs and Patriots game last night. <laughs> Let's not even go there. I'm going there because I'm I can't I that, I think that's also what's frustrating right now is the Saints bombed out due to a lack of pass interference call literally probably the the worst no call in nfl history and then the refs just like i'm not i'm gonna keep the crude words i have for the referees in that pats kansas city game to myself because i shared them with you last night (laughs) but that was just ridiculous that roughing the passer call on brady was the biggest bullshit i've ever seen in my life you you Seriously? look at the NFL's golden boy. That's a penalty, fifteen yards. I'm like, uh, I mean, obviously we're talking about a different kind of football here right now, but um, yeah, that was so frustrating. So that the lack of calls that we got were, I think, something we have to be aware of going into the summer. Um, we don't know if the refs are going to let them play because that's one thing that we have as an advantage what is we're more physical than most other teams. So we need to figure that out moving forward. Yeah. I mean, we can definitely expect to have hostile crowds, hostile environment, and we're not going to get any favors from officiating. We're not going to, it's not going to happen. So we need to go in, even if it's even officiating, we need to go in with the mindset that we're going to get screwed. So let's get ready for it. Um, so moving on from our frustrations from the game, I want to like focus on some positives because there were a couple, two players who really stood out to me, who I'm confident in, who aren't, you know, the normal 11 or the normal 12, 13, who stood out to me in this game in France were Emily Sonnet and Kristen Press. Uh, yeah, I really liked how press was she was really working hard like a lot some of her passes weren't great but the work rate was there and on a day where that was what was lacking it it was nice to see christian press really really fighting out there i i i'm gonna have to ask like a coach or somebody who maybe could like speak to this a little bit better than i could 
But I have a feeling that if you're going to put Press and Alex on the field together, you don't want Alex to be central. You want Alex to be wide. Yeah, so that means if the two of them played together, we have to completely switch our our lineup, like our, our formation. Yeah, but I just, I think that, well, yes and no. I mean, I'd rather have Alex touching the ball and feeding the ball to press than, than press trying to make those moves. I think she's not as creative of a player as Tobin or Megan. Mm-hmm. So putting her on the wing is kind of hard, but she doesn't have that speed that Alex does, but she does have that creativity in a different way than Alex does. So that's why I would put her on the in the middle, especially looking at how France played. Alex needed to be on the wings to get touches on the ball. Like she did nothing in the middle. They completely shut her down. So um yeah i mean then i think but i think to have them both play together if you put alex out wide you're kind of nullifying alex's biggest like weapon well i think the real problem is that now all of a sudden you have alex and chris who can play together but you've missed out on years and years and years of alex and chris playing together Mm -hmm. so we don't have time with five months to the world cup 137 days or 36 days it is now to have them establish chemistry that Alex has been established. She's had with Tobin for what, since 2011, or she has had the opportunity to build since 2012. Mm-hmm. Same with Megan. You know, if Alex really became a starter in 2012, that means that, you know, what is it? 2019. What's my math here? Seven years. Yep. You can't recreate that. And then you've spent your past year and a half having Alex build chemistry with Mallory Pugh and young players and Rose Lavelle. So where does that leave press on this roster? I think press's best spot is Alex's direct backup. Like you sub her in for Alex. If Alex needs to come out of the game, that's, that's where she needs to be. Or in the group stage, in the group stage, you make the like for like sub, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's definitely one of those things where, you have to give press a chance to show up. And I think she showed up in this game. She really tried. She tried to fill the voids where Alex wasn't when they were shutting her down, but she's not the same player. They don't play the same style. And it's very apparent. Like we need Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, and Tobin Heath up front. We need JJ in the midfield with Rose and Lindsay. And can I please get O'Hara back on my back line with Davidson and um, done as left back. Like, I'm, I've got it. I've got my starting lineup, coach. Thank you. Wait, Stop so fucking with would it. you play Davidson over Sonnet? I would play Davidson over Dahl Kemper and Sonnet. I guess I haven't really watched Davidson play enough to, to see. Well, she was injured so much mm. of last year, like on the national team. Um, you know, I, I think it's probably definitely something you're not going to remember off the top of your head. No. But, um, I was also impressed with Pew. Just like I said, press was working like Pew, mm-hmm. especially I thought she came alive in the second half, at least especially when Carly came in. I thought Carly um, obviously is, you know, 
has been with us so long. She she has chemistry with everybody. But I thought she was the one that was able to feed Pew in places where she needed the ball to to be dangerous. Yeah. I think if you have another creative player on the field, whether I think if you have Pino on the pitch instead of press, that chemistry between Alex and Pew skyrockets. Like because they have a creative player on the pitch and then obviously you get our regular midfield back in. Mm-hmm. Um but I'm very curious as to what the deal is with Sam Mewis. Like that girl is a standout stud and for her to not be seeing minutes at the national team level, like makes me think that maybe she's not fully fit and back from injury. So earlier we talked about depth and I think it was Megan Klingenberg who said, we're not as deep as we think we are. Mm-hmm. And I think she's right, but I also disagree. Uh, where do you disagree? So I don't think that it's not that we're not as deep as we think we are. I think that we don't give our players an opportunity to build that chemistry where we can really utilize that depth. Like the reason we're so frustrated was because we had a bunch of rookies on the field, but why are they rookies? Cause Jill's been playing the same starting 11 for the whole last half of last year. True. So uh, the players that were on the pitch that are the, the quote-unquote B team don't have any chemistry together. And I think I've said this on every single soccer pod we've done since we started this podcast. Chemistry is everything. And if you don't have it, I don't care how talented the players you have on the pitch are. It's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, it works on five. it works on five-on-five, on five, but not at the international level. You know, but, and I think we are deep in terms of the competitiveness we bring to training every day. That, that depth matters, that quality matters. So I think, yeah, we're probably not as deep as we thought we were, as we've been, everyone in the community has been talking about how you could just like swap out the B team. Mm -hmm. That's not true anymore. That's definitely not. But I don't think that means that we're not deep. I think if you're looking at 16 players that you can play in a game, we have 16 players you can Mm. play in a game. Do you think that being able to swap in the B team not working anymore, do you think that's a result of our roster slash development slash, I don't want to say recruiting, but scouting? Do you think it's that or um, other teams, other countries getting that much better? It's 100% other teams getting better. It's 100% other countries getting better. France was always a great country. It's a great football nation. That's not, this isn't the team. This isn't the team to play your B team against, Mm -hmm. you you know, especially their A team. Like the reality is, is our B team is not going to blow out France. I think I even talked to you about it before the game. But how, uh, or maybe last pod, but how I would be insulted if I were France with that roster we were bringing in. And they were, and they played like it. I don't think France played insulted. And I think that's a little much. I mean, the reality was is six player, four players weren't available because of sickness or injury. Well, that's not our fault. <laughs> like, if the players aren't available to play, they're not available to play. So it would be different. I think it would be different if Jill made the conscious decision to be like, sorry, JJ, Tobin, O'Hara, and like Pino, 
you're just not suiting up today because I don't feel like it. <laughs> That's very different, right? Than them not being available. Do you think they would have played if they were available? Of course. You don't go into your first, like, and even if they didn't start the game, after going down one goal and seeing, like, okay, mm -hmm. this isn't working, you at least put two of them in. Um, but I do think that there's something to be said for Ellis's style of approach of when we're down games is especially games that don't matter. I, if this game mattered, you would have seen a sub in at the end of the half from how we were playing. True. I, I think, I think yeah. I, honestly, I think she did kind of well once I calmed down about the loss yeah. that, um, I think she did the right thing, trying to give them a chance to, to weather the storm. Yeah. To figure it out because the adversity builds confidence going in into the world cup mm -hmm. and that's what we need and so looking at it from that perspective i guess you kind of have to let the players like play and work through it and i think nair needs these moments because she's already not a very confident goalkeeper mm -hmm. especially compared to like a hope solo yeah um so speaking of hope solo i thought i'd bring a little brightness to your day by telling mm -hmm. you that so earlier i was like just scrolling through U.S. soccer comments. And uh -huh. so, you know, beyond the usual shitting on Christian press that usually happens in there, right. um, there were a lot of comments saying, why the fuck did U.S. soccer let the best goalkeeper of all time go over <laughs> something she said after an emotional loss? I love how people are figuring this out three years after it happened. Yeah. So, and then there was Where there was, was a lot of support for that comment too. So I was like, hmm, I haven't heard that in a while. Like, where was the outcry in 2016? I mean, seriously. And for all the shit that we let NFL players get away with these days, like, and nothing's being done about it, I don't want to hear it about Hope Solo at this point. Well, you know what they say? Everything is good while you're winning. The second you stop winning is when the questions start yeah. being asked. So the one the one game out of like four hundred that we lost, automatic like, goes back to that female athletes have to be perfect. Like you don't have it, you don't have a chance to mess up. And I think we take that for granted too as fans. Like we're used to our team winning all the time, so you know it's no, it's normal for teams to lose it's not it's more abnormal for them to go on these long unbeaten runs and uh it it just i i think we take that for granted as as a community as well like we're probably 98% of the US women's national team community is frustrated and pissed off about Saturday's game but like it's a, the the girls don't have to be perfect all the time like, they can have a bad day. They can have a bad day at the office. That's what Saturday was, a bad day at the office. Like, we all have them. We just don't have millions of people, like, scrutinizing us every time we have a bad day. No, especially now that everything you say and do is posted for millions of people to, to see and analyze out of context. Yeah, so. But, Anywho. But yeah, well, I thought you'd enjoy the Hope Solo support that's coming out. I have I have seen quite a bit lately, and I think that that's one thing that you, the closer we get to the World Cup, I think more because we don't have a number one keeper that's 
blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are now taking into the into consideration that Hope was a once in a generation player, and like we could have had her on this roster. And you know what? If Fox really knows how to, you know, do their fucking jobs, they're gonna bring in Hope Solo to do like commentary on games. Oh, can you imagine? Oh yeah. Can you imagine the network <laughs> who gets her? Actually, you just know like what? Just like as a guest too, I'm, like just bring her on at halftime or like before or after games um, and see her honestly talk shit about the goalkeeper position. That's what I'm I want to see. I'm going to. I'm okay. Live game moment right now. At Hope Solo, what should I say? <laughs> Yo, Hope, please tell me a network is bringing you on for World Cup coverage this year. Uh, tell me a network it's bringing you it, it's got to be fox right fox has all the broadcasting right this year fox isn't gonna touch with a 10-foot pole you crazy <laughs> maybe a sports grounds needs to bring her in for some live commentary yo we need a sponsor to support that salary <laughs> <laughs> Who would so if if Fox won't do it because I mean like I think it really goes to how she would work with like Ali Wagner and Julie Foudy. I mean Julie Foudy is ESPN, so I feel like Hope's not going to ESPN. Do, does she have beef with Julie Foudy? Yeah, her and Julie Foudy do not go along. Oh. I think Hope has always like rebelled against this idea of the 99ers and what the 99ers have accomplished. Mm-hmm. Not that she doesn't appreciate it, but I think she was one of the players who didn't like like always being compared to them. Okay. And and she was like a staunch believer in like the team needing to have their own identity move forward. Mm-hmm. And Abby, who is a captain of the team, you know, has had such a close relationship with players on the ninety nine team that I think like leadership wise that's always been a clash of battles. And then she like got into it with Brady Chastain in twenty twelve. So Got it. And that's Julie's girl. You know what else I noticed? We fell a lot. Like, we fell over a lot during the game. Uh, uh, like, just falling? Or, like, when you mean when, like, yes. friends hit us? No, like, slipping. Mm-hmm. Like, like Pew was on. She was bombing down the side, and she literally slipped and fell. Nike needs to step their game up with the cleats. Oh, shut up. It's not a Nike problem. It's user error. <laughs> no, Nike needs to give them the right cleats for the condition is the problem. Or I put that on the equipment staff. They didn't do their homework for the for the field conditions. I just, I mean, I just don't agree. But you're such a like Nike hater that I, I put it on the equipment staff. I didn't even. I said it's probably not Nike. Okay, well, I was sending my tweet to Hope Solo, so I don't know if I was fully listening to you. <laughs> What's new? Nothing. Well. <laughs> A segment I'm going to bring in into the pod. I feel like we, uh, some of the feedback that I've gotten from people in my life are like, well, I know you, so I know how you come across on things. I'm like, okay. So we need to let the people know us more. Because, I mean, we're obviously very interesting. So I'm going to, like, surprise you with a game. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Are you, are you mentally aware? Are you thinking about it? Uh, I am. 
Okay, so you're gonna, I'm going to give you two choices. Okay. And I feel like they're kind of along the same line, but like they're kind of on the fly off the top of your head. So you get to choose. What are like the top five things you're obsessed with right now? Like in this week, this day, whatever. Okay. Or you can give five random facts about yourself. I'll go with the five things I'm obsessed with right now. Okay. Um, all right. So obviously, number one has been I've watched every Rockets game for the last two weeks. I'm not missing a single, you know, minute of Ro- Rockets stuff. I actually haven't checked the score of the game that just happened while I was sleeping, so I can watch the watch on the DVR. So number one is NBA and Rockets. That's but that's like consistently always. I'd say number two is I've been drinking espressos like every day for the last like couple of days and like I fucking love them. How have I never like had good espressos before? Or like ever. I just like never drank them. Okay. So so espresso and rockets. Um number three would be mid two thousands alt rock music that I used to listen to in middle school because I found it on a Spotify playlist and that's what I've been constantly listening to. Okay. Uh that's three. Four is, I guess I'm on like a, I'm on an indoor soccer kick right now. I've played like eight times in the last two weeks. Um, Whether that is totally soccer related or not, it remains to be seen. But that's four. Five is, hmm. I can't think of number five. Well, you have to. The game was five. <laughs> um, okay, I guess I've been obsessed with dogs that aren't mine because I miss my dogs back home. And I told I was t- I was telling Nemo that uh, I mean I was telling you that I went to yesterday. I went to Cafe Henrique in the morning, and uh-huh. I was creepily staring at other people's dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay. So dogs that aren't yours, mm-hmm. mid two thousands alt rock, the Rockets, espresso, and indoor soccer. That's so strange to hear from you, but I I I dig it. I'm I'm with it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now you do the other one. Five random facts about you, Nemo. Five random facts about me. Um. <laughs> Man. Actually, actually, actually can... scratch that. You should do the. We should do the same one every time. Next time, I'll come okay. up with the topic though. Okay, so I have to do five things I'm obsessed with, like right now, this week. Yeah, right the now. USWNT okay. does not count. No, I wasn't. That wasn't going to be on my list. <laughs> um. Okay, but number one thing I'm obsessed with right now is um the auditions from the. UK X Factor. I think they're fucking hilarious. I love I them did, so much. I did watch the video you sent me. Did you? Yeah. What did you think of it? I was like, were you first? Dying? First of all, I was very uncomfortable while it was happening, the song and everything. And then afterwards, <laughs> I was like, Simon just fucking killed me. <laughs> okay, so we'll give. We have to give context. Okay, so as I'm saying, I'm obsessed with um the british x factor the second thing i'm obsessed with right now this all ties in is um there's like three songs by 
this British pop singer, Cheryl. She used to be Cheryl Cole. And she used to be Cheryl Fernandez. Very sweet. I don't even the know. artist formerly I, known now, as Cheryl Cole. But now she just goes by Cheryl. And so there's three songs of hers that I'm obsessed with. They play on like all my playlists right now. Um, so I've been like watching audition videos and I sent this video to Harry of this audition from like 2014 where this guy comes in and he gives Cheryl a green rose and tells her like, you're a rose and you're like my inspiration. And then Mel B who's another judge like raises his hand and she's like, excuse me, what about me? And I'm dying laughing because there's other videos where like all the guys come in and they're just like eyes are, they're just um, dreamy eye for Cheryl. And they're just like, Oh my God, Cheryl, you're so beautiful. And I'm just dying laughing every time Mel B's like, what am I chopped liver? She actually says that to a contestant. <laughs> So this guy comes in and he's singing and he's talking about his love for Cheryl and he cannot sing. I don't even remember what song he sings, but it's so bad. And he gets up to the desk and he like starts dancing with Cheryl. And it's making me really uncomfortable because it's really cringy. And then afterwards, when they're all done, all the other judges are totally goading. <laughs> are just like, they're like, oh yeah, that was great. You know, I think I have to say yes to send you to the next round for Cheryl. And Simon goes, Cheryl, what do you think? And she goes, I'm speechless. And she has a Geordie accent, which I just found out about recently. And I think they're amazing accents. I love them or hers. And um, <laughs> he goes, well, I need a yes or a no. And she goes, yep. <laughs> like, clearly not wanting to break this guy's heart. And it's, di I'm dying. I'm like dying laughing. I'm in tears. And I don't know why I find it so funny, but I do. So I send it in a text message to her and I'm like, this would be us. Like, it doesn't matter who, which one of us is Cheryl, but the other one of us would totally be the rest of that group. <laughs> just like egging the guy on and just being like, yeah, you should. Yeah, sh Cheryl, I think that was great. Like, you should, you should go for you should it. should give him a kiss. Yes. <laughs> and he just started, he just went up to her during the audition and like started touching her. It was so creepy. That's why I said the whole thing made me uncomfortable before I laughed it at the did. end. It was it was one of those things where I you don't think of that because we're not necessarily like crazy people. <laughs> but I would I mean, I've met I've like run into celebrities in airports and stuff before. And I just like I'm like they're just a human. Like I'm not going to bother them. Like they're fine. I don't need to go up to anybody. But it's just so strange. It was so strange that this guy just felt like I could just go touch this person. It was very creepy. But I still died laughing at me. I was just on my, I was literally on the ground with waffle copter laughing. So that's what I'm obsessed that's with. That's two things. Now. <laughs> two things. Um, the other thing I'm obsessed with, and I've been obsessed with it for a while, is I only wear crew socks. I cannot wear low socks. So when I go to work, I always wear pants and I'm wearing crew socks. At the gym, I wear crew socks. I found some Stanford socks today when I was out about in Oakland. Of course you and, did. And uh, I couldn't, and I couldn't buy them because they were no-show socks, and I don't wear no-show socks. <laughs> I just saw on the basis of sex today, and I'm absolutely obsessed with that movie because I'm obsessed with the Notorious RPG. So that's four, and then what's the fifth thing? I guess um, the fifth thing I'm obsessed with is CrossFit. Nah, that's a cop-out answer. I guess I gave the okay, rockets. Fine. I gave the rockets, so it's it's fair. You gave the rockets. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, I'll get, I'll I'll make it more specific than just CrossFit. Um, the thing I'm most obsessed with are this 
this brand of shorts called 10,000 Gear. Um, they make this five-inch inseam like running short, and it has spandex built in, and it fits really well. So when I work out, I don't like shorts that go to my knee, and I don't like regular women's cut shorts that are super short and kind of like ride up, especially when I'm doing a lot of squats or anything like that. Um, so I found these shorts and I bought a pair and shout out to that company's customer service because the first time I wore them, the string came out and I emailed them and right away, they're like, no problem. We'll replace it right away. Like no questions asked. And they didn't just send me one pair. They sent me two pairs. So I got an extra pair of shorts. Well, when you pay 60 bucks for a pair of shorts, you better get great customer service. I didn't pay $60 for them. I got them. Um, they were on sale. So I got them for $30. Solid, solid. Yeah, and but they normally are like 54 or something. But they're kind of like a Lululemon brand, like quality mm -hmm. brand, like super high end. Um, and the quality of the short, like when you feel it, when you when you see it, it's it's high quality. I'm very happy with it. So I got them for a steal, and then I fixed the pair of shorts that broke because I can sew. And uh, I got new pair of shorts. So overall, I'm happy. Um, I'm glad uh, this week went well for you and your shorts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm actually obsessive about things, so I feel like my answers are going to be more long-winded anyway. <laughs> I mean, I definitely know what it's like to be obsessive about something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there's that whole thing about, you know, addictions. That's neither here nor there. Wasn't trying to make it about you. No, no, no. Like, just like everything, it has to always go back to you. Yeah. That's really, guys, I mean, guys, like, guys, that's why I'm here. Like, that's, you know, one thing about Nemo is I'm only on this podcast, like, to put everything back for Nemo. Yeah, except, like, I edit everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, like, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're my best friend and I love talking sports with you. That can't possibly be <laughs> no, it. No, no, that's irrelevant to this. <laughs> no, totally irrelevant. <laughs> no, I'm not. But what else do we have to cover today? I feel like. Um, I guess we while we're on the topic, let's just. Can we fucking like have a Super Bowl without the Patriots in it, please? I mean, like, this is Tour de Four, but to be fair, half the team, you know, or half the national team players root for the Patriots, so I guess it ties in. God, it's just like, and then on top of it, I can't root for the Rams because I would have rooted for them if they were still in St. Louis, but LA doesn't get to steal the team back and get a championship in two years. Yeah, but I really can't stand Tom Brady, so, you know, but I don't think that, I just don't think the Rams can do it. Not with the way they played against New Orleans. Did like you can't do that against? No, New I Orleans. think New New Orleans was a better team than New England. I think the I think the Rams. Um, I I think the betting think line the is yeah. I think the betting line is Pats minus two. So I would definitely put money on the Rams if it was Rams plus two. Is that something we should look at doing? I'll look. If that's the case, I'll put uh, it the You can't do it. That is illegal where you are. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm you, you can't sports bet in California. Yeah, that's why you sports bet, in, sports bet in Vegas. What's wrong with you? 
Oh, yeah. I forgot Vegas is driving distance for you guys. <laughs> Don't be silly. <laughs> you forget my twin uh, went to school there. I know all the ins and outs. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I only watched a little bit of the Kansas City New England game. I didn't watch any of the um, New Orleans uh, LA game. Man, I watched that whole New Orleans LA game with four people who, or yeah, three other people who don't know football. So the whole time, how was that experience? I was trying to watch the game, but then from my right, I was being asked, "Oh, hey." Why did they have to go back for that? And I then I had to go explain what exactly holding is. So I was like, Zach, get up. Let me let me demonstrate how I can grab you inside the shoulder pads. But like if I go outside, that's holding. And then uh, I had to. Ex- the game took so long to watch because I had to pause it every few minutes to explain something. Oh, that's. I should have had them watch the second game because I know you hate him, but Tony Romo might be the best sports broadcaster in any sport right now. I mean, the fact that I haven't heard him mentioned in a long time makes his broad like I don't have to look at him when he's announcing, right? And he I did notice like how knowledgeable he was and and he really was able to predict, you know, a lot of what was going on and I appreciate his ability to be a sports, you know, sportscaster, sports commentator, whatever box we want to put him in, sports broadcaster. But um, yeah, anything that has to do with Dallas can mm-hmm. just go suck. I really wanted Roma to get a ring before he retired, but unfortunately, his back gave out. Never. <laughs> if he went and played for another team, I would have been totally fine with that. <laughs> Leave the Cowboys, non issue. Place for the Cowboys, now, get that but ring on especially my face. You're in not that, even going to sniff it. The last two drives of the fourth quarter, and then the drive in overtime, he, like, there were multiple big third downs, and then the last fourth down, where he called exactly what was going to happen, especially when Brady went to the line of scrim- scrimmage and, you know, saw the saw the outside linebacker for the Chiefs, like, uh, mm-hmm. swoop inside to stop the, you know, stop the QB sneak. When when Brady killed it, killed the play, Romo knew exactly what play they were defaulting to every time. And that yeah, just comes from, I, I, yeah, it, it, it was incredible to watch. Like, get your shit together, ESPN. Like, get, uh, what's his face? Yeah, we need to move off of, like, Phil Sims and all those guys and just, like, mm-hmm. move forward. Now, and as a Giants <laughs> fan, obviously, I'm a, I, I like Phil Sims to an extent, but, yeah, we just need mm-hmm. to... Just like we need to move on to the new generation and like a bunch of things, that's one of them. Like, but the new generation is not good. Like, oh, I'm th- trying to think of his name. Who's the old Dallas tight end? Jason Witten. Jason Witten mm-hmm. is trash on the Monday Night Football. Bro. Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully he can stop uh, being a broadcaster. Soon, I, th- I think what happened is Romo had instant success doing it. So then they brought in yeah, a whole so bunch of other people. Um, anything uh, else? Speaking important? of broadcasters, oh, yes, go ahead. Well, there's a couple of things that are just soccer related. That I just want to like touch on real quick. Um, while we're in the realm of like sports broadcasting, I really like that they're bringing in former national team players. So, like, this time it was Heather O'Reilly was um in the in the booth with Megan Klingenberg. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if we would call it in the booth, but in the studio with Megan Klingenberg. Yeah. 
Um, and Heyo did not pull any punches. No, like she I talked about it. sticking Fox in the back line and like kind of calling Ellis out for like how that doesn't work. And like leaving the rookie there by herself doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really like that. I like that she's not scared to give her opinion. Mm -hmm. And I think that means we're evolving as a sport. (laughs) She knows for the women to have that kind of criticism. She also knows that uh, she's never going to be suiting up for the U.S. again. So now the filter's off. So she's like, "Let me spill the tea, fam. I got you." And she's on the Um, she's on the NWSL Championship high. So (laughs) yeah, I'm here for it. Um, She still plays soccer at an elite level and i really miss hale on the national team and um it's times like this where you see the rookies like not do well where you're like can i just have my vets back please like cheney can you come back like hale can you come back like i don't necessarily need abby back but i do need cheney and hale back (laughs) like yesterday i am here for it um the other thing broadcasting wise that i have a little bit of a beef with is they repackaged our 2015 media packages that they played before games. Mm -hmm. They updated the song to like legends are made, but they're using the same footage from 2015. Wow. Because if you go back and you watch the pregame coverage of like the lead in, those are the 2015 jerseys. I did not notice that. I did. (laughs) I, well, part of it, you notice because I noticed because, um, the background, like the graphics, I'm uh-huh. like, man, that looks a lot like 2015. And then I went back and rewound it and I looked at it again. I'm like, that's the blue jersey from 2015. That's the white jersey from 2015. Like, well, I, th- I think they're banking on 90% of fans being like me and not noticing. Well, I know they're going to have new packaging by the time, you know, we get there, but it was kind of just like, all right, I can appreciate that you're starting 2019, like wanting to do better, but if you're, but don't half-ass it, like do better, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's my gripe of broadcasting, um, my positive and negative. Mm -hmm. So, but other than that, like, I don't really have much left to say on the game other than the fact that like we have a game tomorrow later for you against Spain. If we can come out shitty against Spain, I'm going to be pissed. Should we do a live, uh, not a live, but a, a soon after instant reaction for the pod? Yeah, I mean, I have to train tomorrow, mm. so, and I'm like really excited about tomorrow's training. Um, so it'll have to be like early morning for you, late night for me, but yeah, I think we can do it. Okay. I think we can, we can give that to the people. Perfect. Yeah, so we'll just do. So we're coming in hot, you know? Well, we're, it's, just, it's, we're just coming in hot. I mean, just like the U.S., you know, it's time to pick it up because we, we took yep. a shot to the face and we're not about to let that we happen did. again. Nope. We're bringing new content, new graphics, um, new social media releases. So, you know, I feel like we gotta we got to come in strong for, for Tobin Tuesday tomorrow. Oh, yeah. You know, I still don't understand how Tobin Tuesday gets so many likes on our Instagram, but nothing else does. Well, we haven't been super active for a while, so that's that's my fault. Um, unfortunately, like you know, I have I have jobs and stuff <laughs> that I have to work. Uh, have a life I have to live, and when we took a break, that also meant like disconnecting from social media. I also didn't have have a phone for a week, so there's that. But um, yeah, I mean, the Tobin love is just real. Like 
there's I mean Tobin Tuesday is really every day. Yeah, I mean the the Tobin love might be a little bit too real for people if they ever saw our, you know, text or Instagram conversations. But that's just creepy. <laughs> Why you gotta share that? Well, also the stuff you're talking about that um doesn't get a lot of likes, you don't know how to hashtag, so of course it didn't get a lot of likes. Oh fuck. <laughs> I guess I didn't hashtag that. So no duh. <laughs> the Instagram algorithm was like, eh. But yeah, a Tobin Heath, like with our small follower base, a Tobin Tuesday post, which doesn't ever do well on Tuesday. It does well on Wednesday. Um, averages about 140 likes. Because I feel like the, the demographic of people that like it are probably like on social media late night, Tuesday night yeah. before school on Wednesday. <laughs> It averages a reach of about two two thousand people. So, you know, if you want, if you're looking for some bomb social media game, you know, you can hit us up on Sports Grounds. Also, I mean, uh, if you, our engagements it, are pretty high. If you if you own a company or a business that's looking to reach two thousand people and need a need a platform, please hit us up because we're looking for sponsors. Yes, we are, and our website should be going live soon. When's our website going live here? Uh, actually. Very soon because I did work on it again yesterday. It is the RSS feed is working. I just need to stop being a bitch and put it out there. There we go. Because <laughs> once we get this out for the iTunes people, game over. Like it's it, we're about to blow up. It's done. It's about to go down. Yeah, we're about to go on that. We're, we're Gucci. That thirty-three game win streak. Yeah. Oh, one last thing we should cover before we before we call it a night before we before we sign off what is that um there was an announcement this week about sponsorship and that is volkswagen is the new like main sponsor i did notice that a lot of the pictures from this camp and their jackets had that volkswagen Uh logo in the center i've never noticed that so that's part that's part of the sponsorship so it's brand new it rolled out for this game so volkswagen is like going to be the title sponsor for she believes cup i believe and um, and then the Volkswagen logo is on all of the training gear. So all the pregame training gear, all the training gear. But not gear the jerseys, right? It won't be. No, enough. not the actual okay. jerseys. I don't believe they can advertise on actual, like on actual national team jerseys, but mm-hmm. they can advertise on your pregame. But say I was trying to buy gear. like a national team jacket, it would have to come with the Volkswagen logo now? I don't think so. But the stuff that the team is going to wear, because I don't think like Volkswagen cares if the fans are wearing it. Like Volkswagen wants you to buy, Volkswagen wants you to buy the car. Mm -hmm. Can we at least not Um, get like an American company? Come on. Well, I honestly, I think the Volkswagen logo on our jerseys looks clean or on our training gear looks clean. Yeah, it's nice and symmetrical. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a Chevy logo on there. I wouldn't want a Ford logo on there. I wouldn't want a Toyota logo. Not one that big. True. Volkswagen does have, Audi, a, have an aesthetic. Audi, Audi would be good. Audi. You know, I also wouldn't want a BMW logo on there. No, nothing with letters on it. Yeah. So Volkswagen, well, Volkswagen. Yeah, but, but it's more of a design than like actual. Yeah. So Volkswagen, Audi, they're good to go. What other car companies would we be cool with? A Volvo wouldn't look bad, but who drives Volvos now? Yeah, that's true. I mean, if we're trying to go luxury, though, you go Audi. But yeah, so just like so, oh Mercedes. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Mercedes, but the logo, like, is is clean enough. Yeah, to it wear. just seems like Tesla. A- anything symmetrical, I think, would be okay. Yeah, 
So, but yeah, so I just wanted to like touch on that. I think that is a move in the right direction. I think that's great um, for the team in terms of just growth of the game and, you know, investment in the game. We've talked a lot in the past about like, you can't expect a quality product on the field unless you start putting in quality investment. So mm-hmm. um, I think this is a really good step in the right direction and I'm excited to see where it goes. Very excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. Well, I think that's it, my friend. We covered everything we needed to cover about the game. We let the people know a little bit about us. Yeah. And, and you and I didn't shit on each other too much. No, no. But uh, now that I know this game we're playing for tomorrow's recording, I'll, I'll bring some heat. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean... You can do what you want, but I could also ruin this rocket score for you right now, so just keep that in mind. Oh, God. Is that like a good ruin it or a bad ruin it? I don't know. Do you want? Do you really want to find that out? Nah. <laughs> nah, I'll put the game okay. on later. <laughs> but, I mean, like, you know, I could, I could just, I could just drop some knowledge. Just drop some knowledge. Um... We'll have to talk about it tomorrow since we're we're signing off for the night. Yep. But I was seeing some things about some controversy regarding James Harden, so we'll have to look that up and uh, uh have not been hearing about any controversy. Well, it happened tonight. I think it happened tonight, so I don't know what oh, it was, but fuck. I just um I meant to send it to you. But since we're talking right now, I'll just tell you about it. I saw this tweet. That says, and I quote, whoop, let me get there. Oh, no. Um, Is it fair to say James Harden and Neymar are parallels in the way that they're both ridiculously talented, but that talent gets overshadowed at times by the way in which they play the game? Yeah, see, I I could... First of all, that's not a controversy. Everybody hates James Harden because he's a flopper, and I will even admit James Harden is a flopper. But he doesn't flop like Neymar flops. Neymar, I don't think Neymar, that you can. There's a difference between the flopping was and like, then acting like you get hurt. Neymar is words okay. I can't use on this podcast. You, no, you can't. However, I think that if you're looking at the culture of soccer, Neymar pushes those bounds in terms of like the flopping. So yes, it's way more excessive. But if you look at how James Harden flops in the NBA compared to the culture of flopping in the NBA, it is Neymar level. I think that's the comparison. The thing about James Harden, though, is like he – it's not really flopping when you actually get fouled. Well, now you're just like trying to bring yourself back to like he's not an issue, but he's an issue. No, he actually gets fouled a lot. And first of all, Kobe and Michael shot way more free throws than Harden. So people are just haters. I regret bringing this up now, but um, you're waking me yeah, up now. Don't don't start don't start with me. No, please go back to bed. <laughs> please, just like please, I just I can't with you. I'll today, I'll, I'll have some hard cold facts to hit you with tomorrow about it. No, tomorrow's tomorrow's tour to four episode three. Like I don't want to hear about James Harden on. I don't want his bad juju in with my team. Like please, just you mean that up. you mean that back to back MVP juju. Bitch, he not winning a championship. Like, I want championship vibes on my team. I don't want, like, little okay. bitch boy vibes. Then let me get a little bitch boy like Kevin Durant to, you know, quit on his team and join join us. 
No, gosh, why are you bringing bitch boy vibes onto my team? Stop. <laughs> I didn't say bring Kevin Durant. <laughs> I don't like Kevin Durant. <laughs> why? Why do you do this to me? Because Ugh. I know it's right, right before you go to bed and I got to rile you up I a little know. bit. It's like, why do you make me upset? It's okay. You know what? I'm totally going to put on Cheryl's three songs that I like. I'm going <laughs> to listen to them <laughs> while I unwind and I'm just going to like put on some crew socks and I'm going to you know just like let your negativity leave my body <laughs> i don't like these vibes but. all right nemo that right. wrap it up for episode two of tour to four it does wraps it up you're awesome i'm more awesome but together we're the awesomest yeah i mean she got a little bit of that backwards but you know i'll give it to her today it's it's late for no. her no i do Again, I'm only wrong 3% of the time, and I got all of me being wrong out at the beginning of January. Like, all of our L's happened in the first few weeks of the year. That includes me personally. Like, it's going down. It's getting real. And with that, I'm calling it a night. I'll catch you later. Peace. <laughs>